where there's a will, there's a way. Quite literally, Will Tidwell, a younger gentleman. I, wasn't, I, wish, and I, I wish I didn't have this big heart. People just do nothing but hurt. Anybody can dream the dream. Anybody can have a goal, but see. You're gonna be a neighborhood hero. You just keep shining, young king. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where there's a will, there's a way. Quite literally, Will Tidwell, a younger gentleman. I, wasn't, I, wish, and I, I wish I didn't have this big heart. People just do nothing but hurt. Anybody can dream the dream. Anybody can have a goal, but see. You're going to be a neighborhood hero. You just keep shining, young king. Hey, what's going on, man? This is Will Z Tidwell with Speak Up Z. And you are now tuned in to another episode of Z Speaks, man. Podcast where we talk about real things, real people. Everything from uh, life to business to community and writing and everything else in between. Um, man, today's going to be a quick show. Um, I just want to go in and I want to answer a couple of questions from the crowd that I've gotten in the last you know, few weeks or so. Um, a little bit about everything. A, little, a few questions about, about community. A few questions about um, you know, being a speaker in this space. Um, and a few things like that, man. And I'm going to do a round it up with... Uh, talking about a few of my tweets that I did for the week um, and kind of give him some deeper explanation about those, man. I, you know, that's one of my favorite segments of the show. Uh, but before we get into it, man, let's do just a quick prayer just to thank God for another day and then we'll get right to it. Um, so God, we just come to you thanking you for another day of life. I mean, all that you do for us day in, day out, man, you always provide for us and always making a way. And sometimes we don't even deserve that type of mercy and blessing, um, but you do it anyway. And so we just want to say thank you for that and let you know that it doesn't go unnoticed. Um, and we never take that for granted, even if sometimes it feels like we do, like we do. Uh, God, we everything with you, man, and we nothing without you. So we just ask that you continue to be with us and continue to be the ones that need you most in this world because uh, we can't make it without you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So we're going to get right into it, y'all. We ain't going to waste no time. Um, so the first question I got uh, recently was, Z, do I have to have a nonprofit in order to do community work for my people? Um, you know what? That's a question that I get so often, and I feel like there's a couple things we need to discuss within that question but just to answer the question straight up no you do not need to have a nonprofit in order to do a good deed or to fight a societal issue for your community because to be honest with you whether you're a nonprofit or not or a for-profit or whatever the case may be i feel like every company should have in their foundation of their company or their organization something that they're doing for their community everybody should have some type of societal issue something that matters most to them that they know is going on in their world in their city in their community and they should be finding a way to use their platform and their brand and their voice to help fight that issue because if you really want to talk about building up your brand in a positive way and getting into the right eyes and having real true supporters and people that go to bat for your brand that's one of the best ways to go about it like you can't name me not one brand in this world that has not taken the time to fight for something they care about Right. Whether that's animals or it's or it's abuse for women or it's youth or it's homelessness or it's cleaning up the city and the trash in the city, whatever the case may be. Every company, every organization, every nonprofit should have that foundation built on some societal, some societal issue and trying to make the community in the city a better place. Every single one. Because I feel like if you're not doing that, then 
you're showing truly what you really care about. And it isn't, your, it isn't the community in which you put your business in. It isn't the city in which you do business out of. It's all about a dollar. And that's cool. I'm not judging. I'm not doubting. But I think things become much better for your brand and for your business when you have the right foundation under it. So start with your community in mind. And for those people that want to that decide, hey, should I have a nonprofit or should I have a business? Which one should I, which route should I go? This is what I always tell people. If you're trying to find a way to take care of yourself in the immediate future, like you're trying to pay your bills and live your life and run this organization right now, I would not start with a nonprofit. I would go the route of either having your nine to five job or having a for profit that can make you a profit right now. And then once you've got that business or that platform or, or your nine to five job or whatever the case may be, your partnership, whatever, once you've got that on, on solid ground and is making income and is helping take care of yourself and your family and your employees and all of that good stuff. Then I go back to the drawing board and I say, OK, how do I want to roll out this nonprofit and connect it to the business? Or if you don't want to do a nonprofit at all, you just want to keep the for profit. What community initiative can we do every single quarter that's going to support our community? I think that is the best structure to go about it. Now, hey, if you already got a, if you already got a set in stone, you well taken care of, your bills are paid, you straight, then why not go start the nonprofit? Because we need more community organizations fighting for different societal issues, but just don't do it the wrong way. Don't go backwards because then it becomes a lot harder because most nonprofits don't see a, 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 any type of funding or any type of real turn of investment for at least the first couple of years, at least. Right. Most businesses don't see a profit in front of the first couple of years. Let's know a, a nonprofit. So that's what I would tell you. Um, I know it's kind of long winded, but man, that's what I would tell you in detail for sure. All right. Question number two. Um, how do I go about creating community initiatives and programs? Eh? How do I go about uh, uh, giving my community ideas to my community? Well, just kind of what I said just a second ago. I think, first of all, you need to really sit down with yourself. And I want you to think about your own personal life. Think about people in your life that mean the most to you. Why am I? Why am I? Why am I? No, no, no. You good, sis. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Why am I? Buzz want to hate on me, y'all. I don't know why. I got it. I got it. Okay, cool. So getting back to what we were talking about. How do I go about rolling out a community initiative program for my city, Z? Um, I think one of the things is that you got to understand first, I want you to really sit down with yourself and think about your life. Think about the stuff that you've been through. Think about the people that you love and that's connected to you. And think about some of the things they may have been through. And I want you to ask yourself, based on all the different societal issues that we deal with, like I said, we got homelessness, we got uh, youth mentorship, um, we got women that are being abused, we got women that are being kidnapped, uh, uh, we got a lack of resources in certain communities. Like There's so many different issues that our society is seeing day in and day out. And so I want you to fill out and make a list of what all those issues are. And based on those things that you see, I want you to ask yourself, based on your personal life, based on somebody that means something to you, based on something that you've been through or that you've seen, ask yourself out of these, this list of all of these different issues, which ones stand out the most to me? Which ones hit the most on my heart? Which ones am I willing to fight for even if I wasn't getting paid for it? And once you're able to answer that question and you say, hey, this is the thing I want to go to war for. This is the thing I want to battle for. This is the thing that means something truly to me. And then you ask yourself, OK, now what's the goal? What am I trying to do for this certain issue that I know is in my community? Am I just trying to bring awareness to it? Am I trying to put a dent in this issue and try to make a better change behind it? Right. Am I trying to advocate for this certain thing? 
And then once you understand what the goal is, ask yourself, okay, what's going to be our roadmap and what's going to be our plan to see that come into fruition? So, for instance, one of the biggest things that means something to me is our youth. And I knew that was something that they, they don't have a, a they have a lack of direction and they have a lack of mentorship, a lack of people around them that just love and pour into them. It's no telling where they might end up. And I was saying that speaking from personal experience when I first realized that was something that I wanted to do and fight for and advocate for. But once I knew that, I said, but what's the goal? What do I want to instill in them? What am I trying to do with the youth? Well, I said, I know one of the things that can keep them from going on the wrong path is having certain life skills and having certain uh, healthy ways to express themselves. Because when they have that, they have a lesser chance of ever becoming one of those statistics that, they, that we see so many kids become every single day. That was my goal. That was who I was fighting. Hey, what's going on, fam? This is Will Z Titwell. And I'm sorry to have to interrupt this episode, but I just wanted to give you a few quick announcements um, about some special things that our brands are doing. Um, and for all my college students that listen to the podcast, for all my ones that are um, just pursuing their, their careers academic-wise, period, whether it's um, you know your undergrad or you're in, you're in your uh, you're in your doctorate program or whatever the case may be, um, and Esquire writing is starting to focus more on our academic students. So uh, for essays, dissertations, powerpoints presentations everything else in between um we're here to help you guys and all you have to do is text us text esq the letters esq to 501-529-7324 i mean we'd be glad to help you man and then also man um for all my business owners for all my creatives and all my people that i'm um, just want to come onto the show and ask these some questions you feel me like come on to the show and pick my brain man even though we don't believe in picking brains but i i, I think you know i wanted to create this show just for that so um yeah man for, for all my academic students feel free to reach out through text esq 501-529-7324 um and if you want to come on the show as a business owner creative um you have a platform you're trying to grow um and you want to ask some questions to help you know further along that process then feel free to come on the show man it's real charge you get to ask me as many questions as you want 15 20 minutes man um and I'm, I'm all here for it man so yeah let's do it i love y'all man we'll talk soon now back to the episode peace Four. How was I going to implement that and make that go come into fruition? So my vehicle was creating a youth mentoring program in the summer and every day after school. So these kids had a, a safe place to come to every single day where we taught a certain curriculum, teaching them about life, teaching them about mental health, teaching them about various forms of arts and ways they can express themselves. And the change was beautiful. So for you, ask yourself, what am I trying to fight for? Who am I trying to advocate for? Who am I trying to go to war for? Who am I trying to make this world a better place for? Why am I trying to make it a better place? What's the goal here? And what vehicle am I going to get in in order to make it happen? That's how you do it. Question number three. How does a speaker... Hold on, which one is this? <laughs> it says, how does a speaker captivate the audience and keep them engaged the whole time? So this question is a little bit different. We're going to get away from community. Now we're talking about um, mastering the art of speaking and communication and content creation, which is something that I feel like, you know, you know. Uh, but um, how do we keep our audience engaged? How do we keep them captivated and keep them going the entire time? Well, number one, I want to tell you this. There, there's there's some some key things that you're going to need in order to make that happen. First of all, you need to be you need to master your storytelling. You need to master your ability to be able to tell a story and tell it in such a way to where when you tell it to your audience, they feel like they're there. 
They feel like they actually feeling the things you felt when you were in that story. How well can you can you pull analogies into your presentation? Right. So based on movies that we've seen or stories that we heard or examples that we can give, how can we give relevant relevant information, relevant examples that can pull back to the audience that can really sit in their lap and say they know what you're talking about? They know exactly where you're coming from when you talk about that thing. Another thing is your pace. You have to know when to say what and how to say it and how to deliver it. Because when I give a certain uh, super, super deep, thoughtful piece that I say to my audience. After I say it, I'm not going to just keep rushing through my, my presentation and going to the next thing. No. I want to slow down for a second. And after I say what I said, and I want you to be able to think about what I said. I want it to sink into your brain. I want to be able to play on your emotions. Another key thing is humor. Because one thing about it, man, at the end of the day, you're talking to human beings. And no matter how good of a speaker you are, no matter how deep you are, all right, no matter how intellectual and philosophical you are, man, sometimes people just want to laugh. Sometimes people need that sense of humor in the middle of your presentation just to keep them, just to keep them in going. So I think if you can just master these four basic things, you'll find it very, very, very difficult for your audience to ever feel bored with you. So how well, how good of a storyteller are you? How well do you use the examples and, and the life examples and the different things around us every single day? How do you use that and relay it back to life in a way where you can give that to your audience? Are you relatable? And do you have a funny bone? Do you know how to make people just enjoy your enjoy your presentation, even if it is serious sometimes, even if it is on a serious and deep subject, right? No matter what it is. Can you make them enjoy it? Because if you can do those things, man, you'll never lose your audience. So those are my three questions that I wanted to really answer today for Ag's segment, man. And um, I really hope those those answers not only help the people that ask them, but help somebody else that may have a similar question. Right. They may be trying to become a speaker or trying to break into the community outreach space or trying to start a nonprofit or whatever the case may be. I hope this helped. Um, now let's do our tweets of the week. All right. So let's do it for the first tweet. Tweet of the week. I said that you deserve somebody that embraces the parts of you that you're insecure about. Because um, whether we want to believe it or not, y'all. There's certain parts of us as human beings, physically, right, mentally, emotionally. There's certain parts of us that we don't have so much confidence in. And we may never admit it. We may never say it out loud to anybody. But there's certain parts of us that sometimes we're kind of hesitant to show. And the thing about it is, is that <laughs> it's easy to love somebody when you barely know them. It's easy to, to, to say you want to be there for somebody when they haven't shown you every single part of them. But you know what real love is? It's after they show you those scars. It's after, you, after they tell you about everything that they've been through. Maybe all the mistakes that they made. The stuff that they didn't do right. When they start sharing those kind of things with you, and even when they share that with you, you choose to love them anyway. Every person deserves somebody like that in their life. So that's what I mean when I said that. Yeah. All right, let's do number two. 
Keeping your phone on Do Not Disturb is the perfect way to remind folks that they can't have access to you access to you whenever they want. That's real. Because I'm one of them people that, you know, my phone always on Do Not Disturb. I don't hardly answer for just too many people. It's certain select people that are on my favorites list. Because you know what it means when you really decide to have your phone on Do Not Disturb like that? Not only does it remind people that they can't have access to you whenever they want, but what do you have to do in order to get through to somebody when they have you on Do Not Disturb? You have to be consistent. Your timing has to be just right in order to get in contact with that person. And when more and more importantly than anything, if somebody takes the time to take their phone off, do not disturb to tend to you, then you have to be bringing something of value to them in order for them to open up to you. And isn't that kind of how it is in life? Certain people don't deserve to have access to us until they decide to be consistent, even when it may not be convenient to be consistent. We deserve that from people. And we need to stop being so open to people and giving to people and doing stuff for people when they ain't bringing no type of value to our life. Why are we so quick to answer for those people? And more importantly, are they just putting in the effort for us like we would do for them? Because if they're not doing those things for you, then leave their ass on do not disturb. And last but not least, and I think this piece right here, it speaks for itself. I said that being a youth speaker and speaking to the youth and being a facilitator for the last 10 years almost, I realized something. That even though our kids are angry, right, they do have certain emotions going on and certain anger issues and um, and they struggle in certain areas of their life sometimes. Especially our black kids. If I was one of those kids that had to go home to toxicity and poverty and trauma and abuse and never being heard, never truly being having a place where you can just be yourself and vent, should I go to school and be angry and struggle too? So the next time before you call that kid bad or you try to write that kid off because of their mistakes, maybe take a time to understand what they're dealing with that they don't show. Because the last thing that these kids need is another person that's giving up on them. Yeah. And I'm going to leave it there, man. Like I told you, I had a short, sweet show for y'all today. Nothing too much, nothing too fancy. I just wanted to get in. I wanted to really answer some of those questions, um, break down some of my thoughts and some of my favorite tweets that I just recently put out into the world. Um, yeah, man. And I, and I just hope y'all enjoyed the show, right? I, I, you know, I think sometimes, you know, we don't got to be all long-winded and have these super long shows to be effective. And I think this is one of those times where I wanted to do that. Um, so please, man, subscribe to the channel. Give me your feedback. Be sure to text me at 501-529-7324 if you want to stay connected to me, ask me any questions, hop on a call, whatever the case may be. I'm always here for y'all, man. I love y'all. And until next time, man. Peace. Well, that's another episode for you guys. Um. And I really hope you enjoyed it, whether it was a long, longer one of our episodes or one of those one minute motivation pushes we do, whatever the case may be. Um, my only hope is that you enjoyed it and something was said that uh, that really spoke to you. 
man. Nothing I enjoy more than trying to bring value to my supporters and to, to this platform every single day and every chance that I get. Uh, hey, but if you want to actually come be on the Z Speaks podcast show, you know what? We actually are taking guests and whether that's for business or that's what we come on here and talk about life or you want to promote your brand and what it is that you do. Man, we're actually, you know, trying to take a step back where it's all about me and it's more about promoting the dope things that people are doing out in this in our world and our communities. Um, so if you want to be a part, man, feel free to text podcast to 501-529-7324. Man, and until next time, it's love.